what a wonderful day that we have to worship the Lord. I understand that there is a pajama party going on big time downstairs. And uh, if I thought you could have pulled it off, we'd have done that here this morning. <clears throat> Frankly, I don't trust what some of you wear as pajamas, so we just didn't want to go there <clears throat> today. Uh, I want to... I want to share with you for just a, a few moments this morning, just a, a devotional. But before I do, I, I want to, from the heart of Cindy and I, just express how much we love and appreciate you. Last night, we gathered together the cards that we had been given by so many of you and, and had just a quiet moment in our room as we read them and looked through the thoughts that you had expressed to us and and uh, some of the unique gifts that you have provided for us. We've enjoyed the cookies and the pies and the cakes immensely. In fact, we're going to be needing that Daniel fast that we start at the beginning of next year just to recover. Now, I know it's supposed to be holy, but yeah, there's a little diet involved in that too. Um, But we'll be talking about that a little bit next week. But thank you for letting me and my wife into your lives. As we were reflecting last night of the many things that we have seen throughout this past year, we, we recognize that, that being in ministry and being able to be your pastor means that over time we get to share things with, with you and your families that most time only family members get to be a part of. We've got to be at the hospital with you when there's been births into the family that we celebrated with. We've been at the hospital with you when there have been people that have passed from this life to the next. We've been able to be with some of you during wedding celebrations, birthday celebrations, graduation celebrations, retirement celebrations. And in all of these things, we recognize that for Cindy and I, this is just a gift of God that you allow us into your homes and into your lives just to be part of the family. We've got to sit with you and advise in situations where um, you had hoped that maybe there was a word from the Lord and... We've got to laugh together. We've had some tears together. This has been a difficult year in some ways for our church family. And as we face 2017, we recognize that there's going to be both joys and there's going to be sorrows. It just might be the year that Jesus calls his church home. And I have never looked forward to that as much as I have looked forward to that now. And as we come to the end of this year... We recognize that on this Christmas day, we celebrate the one who makes the difference for us because our joys are not tied into what happens to us here. But our joys are tied into an event that happened over 2,000 years ago that we participated in by our own decision when we made Jesus Christ ours. And we can sing the songs of celebrate the season as a result of that relationship that we have with Jesus. And so I just want to thank you for that. As we were reading all the cards, I began to think about if the Apostle Paul could write a Christmas card, what would he say? He has a lot to say, and there are a lot of things that go on. And, and, and I just jotted down a few things today because I, I want you to picture that behind me is a fireplace this morning. And we're just going to have a family fireside chat Uh, this morning for a few moments about the Christmas card that Paul might write to us. And I love family. I I talk all the time about this church is a family. 
In fact, a number of the people, if you could see some of the responses of guests when they first come, that they write out to us on the connect cards or they go onto our our Facebook site and and they fill out the things. One of the things that is mentioned again and again at our staff meetings when we read those things is, is the sense of family that they sense and feel when they come here. Now that that's because of you and your welcoming nature. That's because the presence of the Lord is here and He allows us to have this broad sense of connection that we just love one another. It's in the five-minute greetings for those of you that are comfortable enough to do that and for the rest of you that have a small group in the bathrooms during those five minutes. Uh, we understand that it's not comfortable for everybody, but there's a sense that people get that there's a family here and we have a growing family. And for all of these things, I'm, I'm so very thankful. And I understand that, that we have our smaller families as well. And it was so fun for me last night and even this morning to, to see your families as you came together and, and we put on our really good clothes for Christmas Eve. And, and uh, the pictures that were being taken up here as, as uh, Pastor Mark and, and the team that he works with always works so hard to create staging where... We're going to see these in Christmas cards and Christmas pictures throughout the year. and um, We love our families. And I recognize also there's some of you that, that may not have large families or may seem isolated. And for that, I'm so glad that you're here today. But if Paul were writing a Christmas card, there's some things about families that he would want to share. The first thing that he would share is that not only in our families, but in the broader sense of the family of God, that there is a family heritage. Every family has a heritage. There are things about your family that you love. Now, I'm going to be sharing some personal stories a little bit about my family this morning and and some of these. And so if you don't know me well, you're going to get to know me better. And for those of you that know me, it may be a repeat a little bit. But when Cindy and I went on our first date, we went to church and then we went bowling. Two great things to put together. And after our... After our, our bowling time, we, we were sitting in the car just talking, getting to know one another, and we discovered that both of us were preacher's kids. And in our discussion, I began to talk about how proud I was of my mom and my dad and the ministry they were involved in, and she began to tell me how proud she was of her mom and her dad. And by the way, my father-in-law is here this morning. I'm so glad to have Pastor Jim Rayner, my pop, with us this morning, and And so our first date didn't end so well because we were both arguing that we came from better families than the other. We argued over whose dad was a better preacher and we still laugh about that to this day because we were so proud of the families that we had come from. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17 that the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And now, if we're children, then we're also heirs. And if we're heirs of God, then we're co-heirs with Christ. In other words, if you are a member of the family of God today, then the Spirit of the Lord settles that in your heart. You know inside that I belong to a family of God, and not just the family of God, but I'm co-heirs with Jesus Christ so that everything that the Father owns ultimately will be willed to me 
and the relationship that I have with him because I'm part of the family of God. So there's a reason that we smile when we come to the house of God on Sunday morning. We've got a heritage. It's part of the Christmas card that Paul would give to us. That if we're children, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs of God, we're co-heirs with Christ. And so when we come in, we celebrate our big brother's victory over sin and death. And we can call him, he's my brother because God is my father. And I have a family heritage. Then also, Paul would probably mention that there's a family likeness that goes on. Now, last night I noticed that we had lots of little babies in here and I had a chance to go over this morning and see a beautiful little child that is all dressed up in a little outfit that's so gorgeous over here. And when I look at new little babies and I see a father back there hanging on to a little beauty, the first thing that we ask when we see new babies is, who do they look like? And then they get older and they come to Christmas programs and then we say, who do they act like? And there are some that say, this is my beautiful daughter till she's acting up, and then it's the, my fa- this is my husband's daughter. <clears throat> There's a likeness that we have, and, and we look at the children, and we look for family re- resemblance and, and facial traits and, and behavioral traits that just come along with being part of the family. And in Romans chapter 8, 29... Paul writes, for those that God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. 1 John 3, 2, dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In other words... In the development stage of our life with Christ, each and every one of us, and I recognize that there are those of you here this morning who your relationship with Christ has just been launched. We've had so many new believers just starting their faith walk, and there are some of you that you are multiple generation Christians and that you were raised in this. And the great thing about being in likeness of God and the family resemblance is that the longer we walk with Christ, the more we become like him, or at least we should. I'm believing that at the Christmas time next year, should the Lord tarry, that we will look back at this year and be able to see discernible ways which we have grown in the Lord and that our faith is stronger and that we resemble him more because there's a family likeness being a part of the family of God. Paul also indicates to us that being in families that We share a family secret. Now, I recognize that today some of you are about to leave here and go and participate in massive meals where some of the things that are going to be cooked or are being cooked right now come from family recipes that stay in the family. In fact, I've been to a few of your houses and I said, wow, this is really good. Can I get the recipe? Absolutely not, was the reply. Why? This is a family recipe. Now, I watched my great-grandmother cook, and I recognized that she didn't even have anything written down. It was a handful of this and a pinch of this. And I'm thinking, well, well my pinch might be bigger or smaller, and it was, it's all by feel. It's all by, some of you know what I'm talking about. 
There's family secrets that you, you hand down. And in the family of God, in Mark 4, 11, it said, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. In other words, because we're inside the family, we can read the word of God with understanding that those that are on the outside would have no understanding because they don't speak the family language. How many of you can communicate with a look? How many of you had parents that could punish you with a look? Family secrets. From across the room, all it took was the look. Some of you are laughing because you're getting the look this morning. First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. However, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit teaches us all things, even the deep things of God, because we speak the family language, the language of the Spirit. Then we have family heirlooms. My great-grandfather passed away at... 98 years old in February. I was gone a week to go down there and take care of that. When he was 94 years old, he took me into the foyer of the house that he lived in and there was a bookcase that was standing there and he explained to me that this bookcase was one that was built by his grandfather, James, and was given to the eldest child and so it was given to his father who was Lester. My grandfather was the oldest of the brothers and he was Keith and he told me that it belongs to my mother because she was the oldest but since she predeceased him it belonged to me it now will belong to my daughter Kara after I am gone and then will belong to her son crew and so we have this family heirloom and in the 1960s when they took it to get it refinished the guy who refinished it tried to not tell the family when it was done hoping they wouldn't come back and get it so he could keep it my family, my grandfather told me that story so that I would know the value of this. Now, it may not match any of our furniture, but it's the family heirloom. Some of you have things like that in your family. The heirloom gives me a sense of history and importance and perspective on my life and those that have come before and after me should the Lord tarry. And John writes in chapter 14, verse 27, Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, and I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. There's an heirloom of peace that we each have. That because we're members of the family, it's passed on to us. No matter how hectic this season gets, there needs to be moments when you sit down and simply stop everything Take a breath and say, I'm receiving the heirloom of peace that the Spirit gives me today. Oh, thank God that there are gifts that are passed down that give us a sense of history and importance and perspective on our life. Then there's a family homestead. 
Some of you, more like me, are kind of nomadic. When people say, where are you from? I could list any number of places where I'm from. Some of you, when you say, where are you from? You know a place. There's a, a family homestead. There's pictures. There's, there's the, the place that you all want to be. And you have that sense of, this is where it is. And Paul talks about the, this to us when he says, we have a homestead that's waiting for us. When he says, in my father's house. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Now, I recognize there's a song that says, Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through our melting snow. I want you to know there's coming a day when over the clouds and through the sky to Heavenly Father's house we go. The angels know the way to carry our spirits. And he's preparing a place for us. And then lastly in this Christmas card, there's going to be a family reunion. I have a Christmas stocking here that I want to show you. It says Doug because that's my name. This was made for me by my mother. It's one of the few things that I have left that has managed to make it through all of the moves. And my daughter bought us all new Christmas stockings this year, so we have everything that matches. But I'll never get rid of this one because my mom made it with her own hands. And there may be things that you have in your secret compartments of your life that you say, Those are mine. Those are mine. It reminds me of Christmases as a child. Now, in my family, after we would go to bed, my mom and dad would sneak into our rooms with full stockings and they would hang them near our bed. And that was the first thing that we could open on Christmas morning. Little did they know, we faked them out. They thought we were asleep and when they came in there, with our stockings, it didn't take long after they left for us to dive into that, which was normally loaded with candy and things of that nature that we all loved, and it was just a precious time because we knew we weren't going to open the gifts until Christmas morning. But this reminds me of a reunion that I'm going to have with my mom someday. There's a reunion coming. Some of you had to say goodbye to loved ones this year. And Christmas is a difficult day. Because there's pieces missing. But there's a reunion coming that will take all of the tears that we have all of the heartache and the loss that we may be feeling and it will be changed in an instant changed in an instant because in the Christmas card that Paul writes to us he says for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel 
with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first and those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will be forever with the Lord therefore encourage each other with these words And the angel said unto me, Write, Blessed are those who were invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These words are true words of God. Because we're part of the family, we'll get to be invited to the family reunion. I'm going to ask that you would stand with me this morning. Most of you know I'm a softie. I used to apologize for crying, but I just quit because I can't, because I just love. We love. I love you so deeply. I cannot believe that God blessed me with the honor of being the pastor at Grace Assembly of God. I can't believe it. To be part of such a magnificent family that's growing all the time and we're trying to catch up learn names together but we're in this together and I do look forward to the day when there will be a family reunion but I want to pray blessing on you on this Christmas before we all go and devour whatever we've got Heavenly Father we thank you for the promises that you have given to us through your word which become a Christmas card to us I thank you for this family, Lord, which you have blessed me with. I ask, Father God, that you would bless each and every one of them individually and in their families and that throughout this day there will be moments of time when we will simply sit back and enjoy the greatness of our God in the middle of chaos. That as we watch the children running around, we recognize that they are our future when we invest in them and we love them and we protect them and we also tell them the true meaning of this day is not about gifts and wrapping paper and great meals. It's about the Savior. And we implant on their little hearts from very early in time and in age that this day is about spiritual things. And we will focus because we want them to be part of the family reunion at the end of it all. And so, Lord, I ask your blessing. May the peace that surpasses understanding coat the hearts of the grieving today. May we look forward to the reunion. Yes, Lord, we grieve because we love for those that we have said goodbye to this year. But, Father, may we enjoy the moments that we have with those of us that are here and remain. And we ask your blessing on this Christmas Day for each of us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Merry Christmas. Have a great day. 